Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Carlton Elite Podcast, episode two today, and going to be summing up and reviewing our JLT game round one against Heston, and what a game it was for all Carlton fans alike, I'm sure. Plenty of great signs, plenty of, just plenty of great football that we haven't seen us play for quite a long time. Um, I'm sure we're all very, very happy to see Sam Walsh run around, get 28 touches. Patrick Coops just have an absolute dog of a game and such. It's basically just in second gear. Um, but yeah, just not muck around. Let's get straight into uh, summing up the game. And the 6-6-6 rule, I want to start off on that. Um, I, don't, I personally don't like it. I think it just slows down the game more more than anything because as we saw, I think it was the second or third quarter when Paddy Dow was in the forward line and we had seven forwards. It just delayed the game and didn't really have an impact on the game either. So I just think I need to set, tweak that up a bit. Um, it's an interesting concept, but I personally don't like it. It'll be interesting to see as more games are played, um, how it goes. Um, but, like, there's definitely more more opportunity to score out of set of clearance, but yeah, it's defender's nightmare, it's just coming from a defender's point of view. And I play footy, I defender um, sucks, but. I guess everyone's got to adjust to that, have their defensive structure set up for that quick kick in out of centre clearance. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how that goes this year and if they'll improve on it or even scrap it all together after this season. Um, and while we're on the topic of new rules and new kick-ins, um, I like it. I do. Um, it's able to get off on the wing a lot easier. Um, it's a lot more exciting and and we're able to clear the ball easy because a lot of things we struggled with last year is getting the ball outside of our defensive 50, especially on kick-ins. Um, I think what we really need to work on is who is actually going to take the kick-in because we tried, we had Daisy, Samuel, Plum, and Simpson, Newman. Um, I think we should probably stick with Newman. He was able to clear the ball further than most people and get a good run in. Um, but, yeah, that's got to be something addressed because we need someone who's quick and agile enough to get that extra yardage, get that extra yardage, sorry, as well as be able to kick it long and break the lines. Um, but moving on for that, um, talk about each player, and I'll start with our skipper, Paddy Cripps, an absolute gun of a game. Thirty-three disposals, three tackles, twenty tested possessions, eleven clearances, six inside fifties, two goals. A monster game. He, as I said before, he was only really in second gear, and he never really looked like it, it was really an effort for him. Like he didn't really ever seem to be really, really struggling at any stage. He looked clean. He was, his attack on the footy was brilliant. No one could get near him out of stoppage. It was just, it was unstoppable. And I'm sure all us Garland fans were very, very keen to watch him play. This year, um, hopefully play all 22. Hopefully injuries keep him on the bar. Uh, or no injuries, I should say. Um, I reckon he's definitely going to be up there again for Brownlee this year, especially if we win more games. He's just a beast. He's like, I know we all know that, especially after last year, 20 votes in the Brownlee from only, in a team with only two wins. Um, not many people can do that. But his ability to go forward and create contests as well, I really liked about that more than anything in his midfield game. Like, 
he draws in so much defensive pressure and so much defensive worry when he is near the ball inside 50. Like, he draws as much panic in the defenders as Mitch McGovern does. More, even. Like, and for him to be able to bust out of packs at stoppages inside 450 as well, there's not much you can do to stop him kicking goals if he's in that situation to kick a goal. Backline's just... You can't really set up for him because he's a midfielder and he's a great midfielder. So when he does drift forward, it's kind of just causes panic between the defenders and they just don't know what they're going to do and he ends up getting a lot of goals out of it. And if he can really clean up that set shot kick, which is looking like he will, he's definitely 30, 30 goal kick up. Well... Where are we going with that? It definitely has potential to kick 30 goals in a season more, I reckon. Uh, second player on the list. Ah, uh, this is only order for disposals. Um, but Sam Walsh. Oh, I know he played a great game last week against Hawthorne in the Bracky match. But I was not expecting... I was not expecting his performance from... That was, that was amazing. Like, his ability to... Get the ball, fang one way, and just burst through the other against three or four opposition players. It's something I've never seen from a first year player. Like you only see that from Pendlebury, Cripsy, um, Fife, Dangerfield. Is always really experienced one of the some of the best mids in the game. Are the only players I've ever been able to do what Sam Osh does, or what he did last night. Last night. Um, it was just phenomenal. Um, obviously, can't get too excited. Trying to keep a lid on it in one game. And just a JLT game at that. But he he is just a star in the making. As I said in my preview, it's my prediction for rising star. Um, excuse me. Um, but oh, there's not much he can't do. You Just bursting through 50, he looks so dangerous. He looks... Like he can easily kick goals from doing that two behinds last night. Wasn't able to hit a major, but he looked dangerous every time he came inside 50. Um, he starts 28 disposals, five marks, four tackles, 11 tested possessions, 75% disposal efficiency, eight inside 50s, 510 meters gained. That's just phenomenal, really. First game higher. That. That's just crazy. Like, I can't even describe that. His hands, he was so clean all game. He was just... Oh, I've just lost for words of how good he was. Like, like I said, I've never seen that composure from a young guy. Racking up disposals, yeah, young guys can do that. So that in the past, but not many have the composure that he does at such early stage of his career. Like, there were so many times where... He could have blasted forward into a contest, but he had the composure to turn around, see if there's a better option, and then we can launch from there. And honestly, we got so many goals out of that. It's not even funny. Sam Walsh had a ripping game. It's not much I can say about it, and it hasn't already been said. But, oh, I'm so excited to watch him play this. Hopefully, he can stay fit and healthy. As we know, in the past, a lot of our young guys do get injuries, but. I really hope he stays fit because he is going to be massive help for Cripper this season. He's just a jet. Um, talking about jet, Zach Fisher. 
26 touches, 4 tackles, uh, 2 inside 50s, 358 metres gained. And yeah, he had a good game. He was a bit, a bit sloppy. Um, Farmwood a bit last night, only disposed of the ball 54%. But he looked exciting. When, when he did use the ball well, he used it really well. He pinpointed some really nice targets on Thursday night. Um, he just looked nice running inside 50. He looked composed, hitting up targets. Um, and his speed with the ball um, is just phenomenal, really. Like, for a little guy, he he's just able to get in underneath the packs and then and once he's out of the packs, like, I don't know what's going on at Carlton with what we're training. We have a lot of young guys and smaller guys who are able to dance through packs really nice, like our footwork of these young guys is really, really good. They're able to burst through packs, but not with power and strength, but more with finesse and deft little footwork movements. And Zach Fisher is probably the best in our side at that, I reckon. Um, touch on a few other guys later, but he's got the he's got the pace as well, that when he has, and he's clear, he's then off, and then we, we can score much, much quick, or much, much more quickly than we have in the past. Um, yeah, he's played a great game. Um, as I said, um, as I said just before, just a little bit, he could be a little bit more cleaner, as I said, 54% disposal efficiency. But, you know, blowing the cobwebs out, I reckon, like, the only game time he's had this year was AFLX, and he looked really good in that. But, yeah, it's not really proper game. Um, but yeah, first hit out, um, a bit rusty, but I'm sure he's going to be hitting and targets that he was missing the, on Thursday night really well. And he, as I said in my preview, he's primed for another great season this year after he had a phenomenal year last year. Um, Daisy? Uh, Daisy didn't have the greatest first half, I do you think. Um, he definitely worked his way into the game in the second half and... He had a bit of an inconsistent game, as I say that. Um, he had 26 touches, 11 tens of possessions, 69.50s, 409 metres gained. Um, yeah, he's running off half back and he's, he was hitting some good targets and he was definitely creating lots of options for us. Um, I remember there was some plays throughout the game where he definitely set up some scoring opportunities, some goals I'm sure, definitely opportunities from his quick quick move inside 50 that caught the, the Essendon back line off, off guard and he played a really good game. I was just not expecting him to come out and play this well. Um, as I said, he did have a really good season last year, best season of the Blues. Um, but yeah, he, he had a, he had a pretty, pretty good game, definitely in our best I would say. Um, he gave us a good run of half back along with Newman. Um, it's 509 metres gain, that's a lot of meterage. Him, him, Walsh, definitely. Oh, and Newman, I'll get get on get to him later. Um, but yeah, he had a great game running. Um, doing some kick-ins. He didn't do the greatest kick-ins when he did do it. Um, I'll definitely expect him to, if he does have the chance. So, if he does have the chance to do more kick-ins throughout the season, he's definitely got to improve on that because he... Yeah, he was not kicking the ball the greatest. 
on Thursday night out of fullback. Um, yeah, was 70, 73% disposal pitch. That's not too bad for six disposals. Um, but yeah, that's not too bad. There's a, there a few targets where he definitely should have hit that he missed. But um, on the whole, he was pretty clean. Um, gave us a lot of score opportunities, a lot of drives, a lot of good transition play that he set up. So I was definitely happy with Daisy's game. I think he build on that and just stay consistent throughout the season, I hope. Um, definitely a good first hit out. Um, Murph, uh, former skipper, Mark Murphy. He had a decent game, like a you know, pretty good game. Um, the same, it's pretty similar to Zach Fisher where he had the touches, he just didn't use the ball as well as he could have. You know, a bit rusty, uh, especially had that knee injury against Hawthorne last week. Still might have been a few cobwebs there with that knee. Um, but yeah, I just think with Murph, every time he got the ball, he just looked so rushed. Um, he, Like even when he was open, he still... He had so much perceived pressure on him that he always rushed it, and um, he had 59% disposal efficiency. I think that just shows that he didn't take the time that he had to hit those targets up that he that we know he can. Um, so he just needs to clean it up a bit, but obviously that'll come. If he can stay on the park, he'll have a great season, as he always does when he's fit. Um, He's just got to work on that kicking a little bit more this season than he's had to in past seasons. Uh, full start line, 22 disposals, 2 tackles, 4 contested possessions, 4 inside 50s, 387 metres gained. It's a decent game. bit to work on for Murph, but um, solid game, and um, I'm sure he can build on that and have a really good season this year if he can stay fit and healthy. Um, I'm confident he can have a really good season. Um, guy I touched on earlier, a guy I posted about um, on my Instagram page today, Nick Newman. God, he had a phenomenal game. I was not expecting him to play this well. As I said in my preview, it was an absolute steal to get him for just a fourth round pick. Like, pick 75 is what we traded for him. Like, in this coming draft. But, oh, I've never seen him play such a good game. Yes? As I said earlier, keep it on just a JLT game, just one game. But he did play amazing. Like, he was killing everything that came to him in his one-on-one contest. Um, he was just, yeah, as I said, he was just spoiling really well. And that doesn't come up in the stat sheet. All those spoils and all those contests he killed. Um, he, and he was just so clean when he did have the ball. Like, what did he have? He had 75% disposal efficiency. That's pretty good. Um, especially for a half-backer um, trying to break the lines, trying to hit up targets out of the back line. That's, that's very good. Um, yeah, he's defensive prowess last night. Him and Jones were definitely spoiling a lot. Uh, even Plowman um, was getting in there, killing a lot of contests. I think we definitely won, won, won in the air uh, on Thursday night. Um, Essendon, the only way they really got it forward was through a quick turnover or their quick Saad, McKenna, McGrath, you know, those type of guys um, just bursting through the line. Tip and Woody, he killed us, absolutely killed us. He had an amazing game with Don Tip and Woody. Um, yeah, that's the really the only way Essendon got through was a quick turnover or that quick break through the lines and just our back line was just 
shoddy. It's just nowhere. So they got us out of the back a lot. Um, but when they were going down the line or trying a one-on-one contest, we won the we won that contest probably 70, 75, 80 percent of the time. Like, and that was led by Newman. Like he came in a lot. I said Angus Schumacher would do a little would do a lot of this. He didn't really get game time. He only had about five minutes game time, so we didn't get to do much. Um, but Newman was coming in third man in a lot and just killing the ball, and that's just one part of this game that is not talked. I wasn't talked about. The rest of it: twenty disposals, eight marks, four tackles, two inside fifties, five hundred nine meters gain. Phenomenal. He had a great game. Um, Definitely a pig, I reckon, this year for super coaches or fantasy players. Um, get him in your side. Doherty type player. He's going to rack up a lot of possessions, a lot of points this year. He had a great game. Not much more to say about him. Honestly, he had a great game. I'm talking about another great game, Paddy Dear. Um, Born Pioneer, so. That seems to me, I love my Pioneers. Um, Paddy Dow, he was a bit fumbly in the first half, um, I noticed he wasn't really able to cleanly pick up the ball as well as he was last year, but come in the second half, he came a lot more cleaner with his hands and um, definitely just became that player that we saw towards the end of last year, just bursting through packs, and he was another one with that deft footwork, he's able to burst through the lines and then accelerate quickly once he's clear with after getting through with that um, beautiful foot movement. Um, it's definitely something we've been working on because we've done that. So, you've done that so many times better than I, and it was just so effective. Paddy down, 19 disposals, uh, 80 percent possessions, 90% disposal efficiency for 19 possessions. That's pl- that is pretty bloody good. Um, yeah, he just had a phenomenal game, a very clean game when he did have the ball. A bit fun with trying to pick up balls early. But as I said, he definitely cleaned that up in the second half, and he had a great game, five clearances, and and a goal. That, that goal was uh, pretty bloody good, and um, that was just from that great centre clearance, clean use out of the middle, and just that quick kick in, defenders panic, ball comes to ground, and after the nice hands from I think it was Cunningham, Dow had a nice snap for goal, and that was just just great play out of the middle that we definitely. Lacks last year. I don't know if that's because it's just that 66 rule, but we definitely, definitely missed that cleanliness that we had that we had on Thursday night. It was just like I was watching a completely different team I'd never seen before. It was really weird. Definitely not complaining, but I'm definitely looking forward to this year. Paddy Dowd, a great game. Definitely looking, looking at to see him improve this year and have a really good season on the park. I'm um, talking about keeping on the park and staying on the park. Will Satterfield is just two defeaties. Really, I mean, number 43, I mean, big call early, but I love him. He's just, he's just a really, really clean guy. Um, 74% disposal efficiency on his 19 disposals. 17 of those were kicks. Um, just getting in and under, um, just hitting the packs hard. He had how many tackles did he have? He had eight tackles. Kudafidis, Kudafidis. Um, he was just 
everywhere. Like he went down forward, he looked dangerous down forward. Um, him and Cripple are really two two of our good mids. They can go down forward and really make the defenders panic. Um, but yeah, he had a really good game. He showed really good signs. Um, showed why he was a top five draft pick in the twenty seventeen draft. Uh, I think twenty sixteen draft. One of them, anyway. Um, yeah, definitely glad we picked him up. Hopefully he still recovers well from that ACL injury. That's still going to be a bit of a worry with that knee. But he played a great game. Nine disposals, I said eight tackles. Six inside 50s, 498 metres gained. Two behinds. Been lucky not to hit the scoreboard with a major. Um, but, yeah, as I said, great game. I'm really excited to watch him play this year. Him and Kennedy, I think. Yeah, they don't know how they're going to coexist. Um, both similar players and five of those one or two spots in the midfield. Their midfield is really, pretty, really, really good this year. There's really good depth in it. And they're going to be five of that side. I personally, call me just, just living in the hype at the moment, but I would honestly take Satterfield over Kennedy right now. I would. I know he hasn't played an AFL game in a long time. But as of right now, Will Satterfield is a better player. I know Kennedy has a lot a lot of room for improvement, a lot of potential. He showed that when he played for DWS, but with Kennedy's time going so far, nothing against him. He's been a very, very solid player. Sort of been, as I said, a little bit underwhelming. But, yeah, it would be interesting to see how these two go this year. Um, another one talking on the topic of fighting for positions, Tom Moonson. Um, he's the sort of player that I thought would be filling that jockey role this year. And with him fit, he's a bloody good player, bloody clean. He can kick right or left foot really, really good. Um, and we showed that in those games he played 2017. That He's definitely a very, very good player. But with the emergence of Nick Newman last night, Daisy having a really good game, um, it's just, where does he then fit in? Because you also have McCready, Marchbank, these type of guys who, who, to come, who are to come back into the side when healthy. Having good depth and really trying to rack your brains out who to pick is a good thing. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely very glad we had this situation now because especially last year we were just like... Uh, Whose turn is it to have a game this week? Whereas this year it's going to be, have you deserved your spot? Have you played well enough to be playing this week? And I honestly love it. Like um, Someone like Cameron Paulson, played a lot of games last year. Is he going to get these games this year? That's the thing. Is he going to be able to be good enough to keep his spot in the side? Personally, at this point, for this year, I don't think he is. Plenty of room to grow. Plenty... Of improving, plenty of time for improving, but as of right now, I don't see him in our best 22 and staying in our best 22 if he does get there. As of right now, but we can get to him later. Um, so yeah, Will Sedfield, great game. Um, he played out the game, whereas he only played this uh, second half against Hawthorne, which I liked that. Um, next guy, Samo Patricia Seaton. Very, very solid game. Um, didn't do too much wrong. Wasn't amazing. 
but he definitely did his job and did his job well. And I think that's what we need from our guys this year, to not necessarily be superstars every week, but to just be doing a role and to be performing at a very, very decent level and just getting the job done week in, week out and continuing to improve at the same time. That's that's what we need from our guys this year. And Samo did that really well last night. 18 touches, what have we got? Three tackles, 10 test possessions. So something Samo really didn't do a lot last year was get in, get in under the packs. He was more like staying out a bit, which is fine. We don't need everyone going in for the ball. But I like his aggressive Samo. Uh, five clearances, he was dominating the centre bounces. Like him and Cripper and Walsh even at times. Essen just could not get a centre clearance to save themselves. And it was bloody bloody good to watch because last year if Cripps wasn't in the middle the ball was going down into our back line <laughs> like it's really satisfying to see these other guys able to burst it out of the center and then get it forward and create an opportunity that is definitely a good problem to have who to put in the midfield um who to and who he misses out on the midfield in saying that um Samo sold game can improve, um, but definitely did his job and did his job well. That is the main thing. Uh, next guy, Ed Kerno. Um, Ed disappointed. He disappointed me a bit um, Thursday night. He didn't have a bad game, but it was a blow, blow, blow standard game for him. Uh, 18 touches, five tackles. Five tackles is good. He definitely had a lot of pressure. He gave a lot of pressure. Um, Essendon couldn't really get by him. Um, only 56% disposal efficiency on 18 disposals. When he got the ball, he was didn't really know what he was doing with it. Five five clearances was good, but whether or not those clearances actually went to us with that 56% disposal efficiency, definitely, definitely um only way up uh, this year from game one for Ed is up. Um. But blow the cobwebs out. Um, first game, first preseason game. I don't mind him having a an off game in the JRT. Just having Marrero to go around one against Richmond. That's all we really care about at the moment. Um, you know, the greatest game for Ed, but especially first half, he was very quiet. He could not get the game. Definitely came into the game a bit more in the second half. It was more noticeable, more, more pressure. But yeah. Wipe that one off the ball for Ed and start off fresh against either Collingwood or Richmond in his next game. This guy. I said he'd be our most improved player of 2019. And, oh, does he look good. The stats will not back it up. But he had a cracking game. Jacob Wittering. I already asked that's 15 disposals, 5 marks, 87% disposal efficiency. Uh, 197 minutes game. So the stats don't jump out at you, but he took Danaher at the first centre bounce, which then Essendon ran forward line set up on the turnover and switched to Jones, and then it was an easy goal to Danaher in the end. But in one-on-one contests, I can't remember what has been been beaten. He's bulked up a bit more this season. He's stronger. He's able to take out the uh, opposition's best defender. As I said that in my preview, I feel like he's going to be able to do that this year. 
He's definitely got the bulk now. He's intercept marking. It was definitely showing what he did in under 18 level. That's why he was the unanimous number one pick. Is he could breed the ball and intercept mark like nobody would ever seen under 18 level. And he was definitely showing signs of that Thursday night. Like his marking, intercept marking, it was like watching a slimmer. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy McGovern, it was it was very good to watch. He played an outstanding game. Didn't give their big forwards anything except on the rebounds. Essendon when they got out the back, but that's no fault of his own. That's just our setup and Essendon's quick transition, which when you have McGrath, Tipmoody, McKenna, Saad, it's hard to stop that because they are some of the quickest players in the competition. But Weeders had a fantastic game down back. Probably a best best defender, like key defender last night, easily. Uh, he had a very, very good game. He was clean with the ball when he had it as well. And it was just very, very good to see that he's finally starting to come into his own. As, as I said earlier in the start of the podcast, one game, one JLT game at that. Keep keeping a lid on it. But when you see signs from these young guys at the state that they're taking these steps to improve, it's bloody satisfying. <laughs> it really is. I'm, I'm saying this so many times today. I'm sorry. But I'm that keen and that excited to see these guys play this year. Uh, another guy uh, from the 2015 draft, David Cunningham, he played a very, uh, a very, very good game. Showed why... Oh, oh, flashes of what he can do, and I think a new role of putting him more running through the forward line as well as the middle is uh, a genius stroke by Bolts, I reckon, because he was very, very dangerous in the forward line, especially a lot of time we were bombing it in, which I didn't really like, because we had literally everyone who was in the forward line in the one big contest. Like, we had Mackay, especially Mackay, McGovern, and Kerno all in the one contest, I didn't really like it. I think we definitely need more, more spread, more, more movement in the forward line, I guess, especially with having those three key options. Um, but that'll come with time and gelling because they've never really played together before. So they'll get used to that eventually. It's just got to be patient with that forward line. But in saying that, Cunningham read that place, read, read those players very well and where the ball was going to land. Um, and he got a couple goals out of that. Obviously, he had that very, very beautiful finish on the left foot from the boundary. That was one of the best goals I've seen, and it's only the start of 2019. Like that was, that was some good, <laughs> bloody good stuff right there. Um, but he always had another, another goal from crumbing. It just, just overrun that little bit. Um, but he definitely had a great game. 15 disposals three tackles, uh, and to go along with those um, three goals, five clearances. So he was definitely getting in there when he was in the middle as well. He was able to get it out. And that's what a lot of our forwards and forward slash mids have been able to do. They've been able to hit the scoreboard as well. When they go into the middle, they're still able to get the ball out. Like Their midfield game is still good. Um, Simo... <laughs> I really hope this is not going to be his form for this year. Surely not. <laughs> just a just game of blood cobwebs. 14 touches, 5 marks. That's about it. 
took got most of their disposals, I reckon, from kick-ins. Um, his effort was good as always. You never question his effort, his heart. Um, got beaten a lot. One-on-one uh, -on -one contests. Obviously, Simo's not really going to be able to beat many people in the air. Um, and he'll get better. Same, same for him with Ed. Just to blow out the cobwebs game, he'll get better from here. I hope anyway. Um, I'm sure his next game, either it was either against Collingwood or Richmond, will be a lot better because he's one of our key key players down back there, and he's gonna help us a lot this year. He's got it with uh, Doherty out again. He's got to play like he did last year. But we we all love Simo. You're not a Carlton fan, you don't love Simo. The heart and effort he brings week in week out. Even in a JRT game, like he might have had the greatest game. But he still gave it his all, and that's what we all love about Simo. Mackay, um, 12 touches, 3 marks. Had 10 contested possessions for a big fella. It's pretty good. Getting in there in the forward line when the ball hit the ground. Talking about that when the ball hit the ground in the forward line. Our forward pressure was as good as I've seen it for a long time. Like we very, very... Very, very rarely, I should say, let Essendon get it out without applying that pressure. And that created a lot of scoring opportunities for us. A lot of goals out of it. A lot of missed opportunities. But that's the thing. They were opportunities. Uh, a few times we just gave Essendon a few easy outs for my stupid free kicks. Got to tone that in a bit. Got to make sure that when we are applying that pressure, that we do keep it locked in. And just not to give away any stupid free kicks or anything, but... Yeah, back to Harry. Um, he didn't really have the greatest game. Peace standards. Um, he wasn't. He wasn't the sole focus of uh, hit up marks. He had a couple of contested marks on the wing, but in the forward line, he definitely wasn't the sole focus. And as I said before, because all our three three main forwards all sucked into the one place, it was hard for any of them to have a good game. Um, but Harry, he'll get better. He'll kick some more goals. Get one goal uh, Thursday. Um, but like, that's solid. A solid start to the season. Um, Blow the cobwebs out. Get the kicking right. Um, but I reckon this guy, this next guy, I reckon he has to play round one. He has to. He had the best game I've ever seen him play. Andrew Phillips. Um, yes, again, JLT game. But he played really well. He held his own in the ruck against Zach Clark. Like, he definitely wasn't beaten at all. Uh, especially when we got all them seven clearances. Smashed Essendon by about 20 in the clearances all up. Now, he himself had 12 touches. Uh, four marks. A couple of really good contested ones on the wing and on half forward. Uh, two tackles, including the greatest tackle. <laughs> When he chased down Zach Merritt, that was that brought so much light to my face. It really did. Oh, that was so good. He had eight test possessions. Uh, yeah, he had a he had a very very good game. Um, best game I've seen from him. Depending on Cruz's fitness, I even if Cruz is fit, I still think Phillips should play. Either the second ruckman or main ruckman. He just had an outstanding game. He won that battle with Clark. Clark got the goal, but. That was when Loby, that wasn't with Phillips, though. Loby got lost in that, um, in, in our back line. When's Clark hit that goal? 
But back to Phillips, his effort and intensity, his tackling, his, his rocking as the main thing. But just the heart he gave in a game like this, it was really, really great to see that even though it's just a practice game, we're still playing it like it's a game because, well, it is. Got to start getting that winning culture into the boys, I reckon. Like, any win's a good win, and Speed Essendon is one of the best wins you can ever have. They just uh, can't beat us, and, well, I'm not really complaining about that, and I don't think any of us Blues fans are. It's bloody cracker. Any time you beat Essendon or Collingwood. Um, Jared Garlett. Uh, I don't know how I really feel about Garlett's game. He had 10 touches, 3 tackles. Yeah. Um, he showed a bit of aggression, though. Um, that was about the thing I liked about his game. You know, when he did that big bump on Shield. That showed a bit of aggression. He was getting in it with Jake Stringer, who... I don't think any of us like Jake Stringer. He's a... He's um, not a very good person. Clean content. I could have said something else. But anyway. Um, look. Trying him in the back line. I don't mind it. But he just seems lost a lot of times. It's just not natural for him. Um, if it worked for him. Then it's a bloody genius move again. But it just didn't really seem with it. He just seemed. I don't really want to say disinterested. But. Yeah, he just didn't really know what he was doing all the time. Like, I don't really know how to put it. I'm sorry, but he was just all over the shop. And I think training-wise, just got to get that better. But yeah, I don't know if he's in our best twenty-two, especially if they are playing him down back. I don't think he is. But we'll see how it goes. Another JLT game to trial trial this. I don't know. The uh, next guy. Well, in my preview, I said um, I was thinking I was definitely wrong with my predictions for this guy on my Instagram page. I'm picking kick, uh, play six games, hit two goals. I was even one goal. I think it was six games, one goal. But um, this guy's playing almost all 22 games and he's kicking 20 plus goals this year. I am changing my prediction to that. Michael Gibbons. What a pick up for us. That Matt Wright type player. Um, I don't know how many times I'll say shout this this podcast with that. Just GRT game. But he looked really good. Only nine touches. But that is very deceiving to the impact he had on the game. Especially in the first half. Kicking them three goals. Two of them really, really quickly. And he just was reading the play really well. And he had some really, really classy finishes. Finishes from a guy you'd expect to have been five-year veteran in the AFL. He's only 23. Like, he's won two JJ Liston trophies for VFL Best and Fairest. And he's only 23. Only reason teams have not picked him up is because of his height, 175, especially because he's playing midfield in the VFL. But Caleb Daniels, 160, what, 164, 165? I'm lucky now. I'm glad now I picked him up because he is a gun... He's going to be great for us in that forward line. At this point, definitely deserves game time over Fasolo if it was out of those two. Especially with Fasolo's 
not so amazing incident in Australia today, but that's yeah, definitely a story for another day, depending on if he plays against Collingwood. Um, yeah, nine disposals, three aisles. Yeah, 70% throws efficiency. Stat line is definitely does not display the full impact he had. He was he was lively. He looked very, very, very dangerous in front of goal. Yeah, not many. And also, again, there's little sidesteps. I don't think I've ever seen it so much in a game of AFL footy from one side. Like, you have these players like Poppy from Hawthorne who are good at it, but they don't do it that often. But to see a whole side do it lots like they did on Thursday, I don't think I've ever seen it. And it's very, very good. Moving on to Plowman. As I said in the previews, a lot of us Carlton fans have differenting opinions on Plowman. I think he had a solid game. Didn't jump out as good or bad. He just did his role, I guess. Didn't have to do any more than what he did. Maeve could have done a few things a little bit better than a, a whole back line could have, I guess. Um, yeah, eight disposals. Uh, not really anything in the stat sheet that jumps out at you, but he had a solid game. He spoiled a lot. As I said, um, him, Newman, Jones were really patrolling um, the air, especially on that half-back or sort of up on that center wing sort of area. Essendon just couldn't really get anything going when trying to kick down the line. So that's definitely a positive, a huge positive. Um, our back line as a whole, though, yeah, it's our weakness for sure, as it was last year, I reckon. Um, plenty of things to improve on, plenty of structures to improve on. Um, it's just all about getting gelling together, because last year we never had a setback line. I was chopping and changing each week, trying different players, injuries happening to everybody. You see, we need to get a, stab- a stable backline, they can gel together, and we can really figure out how to sort out that backline. Because a lot of times... As I said, lots of times tonight, when they burst through the lines or they had a quick turnover, our backline setup was just nowhere, and it was just easy goals for them every time. So if we can just sort of set up that a bit better, especially against teams like Anston who have really good running players, so then we can stop that. Even if they do break the lines, we're still able to have a chance at preventing them from scoring. Because teams like Hawthorne and Geelong are really good at that. North Melbourne even is really good at stopping that transition transition scoring opportunity. Um, so we can improve on that. Plenty of room for improvement. This year definitely is a year for improvement. Um, so yeah, Plowman. Not much to say about him. Didn't have an amazing game. Didn't have a bad game. Served his role. Talk, I talked about Paulson earlier. Now I don't think he's top 20, uh, best 22. He did a few good things last night. He tackled pretty well. Uh, four tackles. His pressure intensity was... Yeah, it was alright. It was alright. But that's about where it stops. Sorry. He made some pretty bad errors. Um, missed a very easy goal. He had all the time in the world, but he decided to run towards the boundary instead of running straight at goal, which would have been an easy goal. He obviously was just pressured and he didn't realise how much time he actually had and he just rushed it. 
would have been a good goal. He had kicked it, but he could have made it easier on himself. But he didn't have a terrible game. Didn't have a good game. Same with Plowman. Nothing really stood out. But just there, I guess, doing the role, trying. Um, I guess that's all you can ask for. Just JLT Blatt, Cobwebs, Charlie Kerno. This is a little concerning. Not really, though. I only played the first half before he went down with that minor knee injury sort of cramp issue. I'm not really sure uh, what they described it as. Um, the AFL website describes it as cramp. Um, it's kind of concerning. It's cramp. He cramped up in the second quarter. But... He did get a pretty nasty knock to the back of the knee in that marking contest when he went down. I'm sure he'll be fine. Just precautionary keeping out the second half of the game. Nothing to worry about there. But he was definitely having a pretty decent game before he got into eight disposals. Um, kicked a goal. He was looking nice, you know, as he did last year. As we all expected him, he was exciting. He was there. He was presenting contest every time. And even on the wing... He was a bailout option, and he was clunking him. His hands were superb. He was clean. And when he ha- had the ball on the half-forward line, he was getting it in quick, as a lot of our guys did. And that quick ball movement really worried defenders. And we got either free kick or mark or crumbing goal out of it, and it was just... It was really good to watch. Charlie had a very decent first half. Obviously, the injury, he'll be right, and... Um, yeah, he'll get better on that. He'll bid on that. Keep plenty of goals this year, I'm sure of it. Jack Silvani, I've always been a big supporter of Jack. Um, especially obviously being a Silvani. Um, he, he gave a lot of effort on Thursday. Um, he tried and tried and tried. Still does not show up in the stat sheet. Seven disposals, four tackles. That's about where it ends. Six contested possessions. He hit the goal, though. That snap goal. It was a really clean finish. Um, expect a lot of that this year from Jack, I reckon. Um, just just that forward pressure again, where it's, we were able to get the ball back and feed it out to the open. Jack at 35 out. And just, that was a nice, clean snap from directly in front. Um, Jack Savanier tried... Didn't, wasn't able to really impact the game a lot. Um, he gave a lot of effort. He just needs to ta- start to transfer that effort and that aggression on the ball. And also, he's flying on the ball. He's got to start clunking those ones where he's in the air and he has it. He, he's just not able to hold on to it. So he's got to learn that. And eventually, he's got to start when he attacks the ball to get the ball and then use it. Because a lot of times he tacks it and then he just, he just still does not get the ball. But it's plenty of time for him to improve. He's only 2021. 20, I think he's 21. So he has plenty of time to get better. Even if he has to go back to the VFL to get better, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, definitely a player for the future, though. He's got plenty of upside. Looking forward to see how this season goes for Jack. Um, this guy. Liam Jones, he did some really, really good things on Thursday night, but he also did some really, really not-so-great things. Like, first play of the game, 
he just looked lost trying to cover Danaher when, when they switched. He was just nowhere to be found. He, he looked lost a lot down back. Um, he wasn't really able to follow Etzenden's forward structure as well as the other boys were. But as I mentioned earlier, he's spoiling. He did that really well. He, in, he intercept marked and uh, intercept marked pretty decently. Not as good as he last week as Hawthorne, but it was still pretty good. Um, a lot more areas to prove, only six touches. Yeah, not much else other than that. Six touches, three tackles. That's about it. But still solid. Um, Matthew Lobey only played not much time at all. Less than a half. But he had that really, really good goal. Um, when we were pressuring the man of the centre, they couldn't get the, the centre clearance free. And ended up with just... The quick hands from, I can't remember who it was, back to Lobie, and we finally won the ball back, and that was just a lovely finish from 50, uh, running inside 50, I should say, and for a ruckman, that was very, very good, and he was sold in the ruck, um, as I said, not much game time, not much to analyse, but yeah, he was solid when he played, um, probably not a round one starter, or he probably won't get too much game time this year. But he's definitely a very, very solid depth player. Like, I'm not complaining about having him in our reserves. I'm really not. Um, this guy, Mitch McGovern, he played about 60% of the game. And, yeah, I think we needed a lot more from him than what he got. But it's okay. As I said earlier, our forward line will gel. And we just need to be patient with it. It'll get better. As I said, a lot of guys haven't played together. Um, well, they haven't really. The four line structure hasn't really gelled with each other yet. They, each of the three guys don't really know who's going where yet. So, as I said, all the long kicks, all three of them, McGovern, Mackay and Kerno, were all in that one contest. But Mitch, two disposals for two goals. I mean, it's efficient. But you definitely had more out of him. Um, he looks oh, he looked very lost in our forward line. Um, even as I said of that that jelling not happening yet. Uh, Charlie and Harry still looked pretty pretty safe. Um, they looked comfortable in the forward line, but Mitch he just uh, he just didn't really know what he's doing. He looked very lost, and whenever Essendon won the ball back in our in our forward line, he. Just didn't give any pressure at all. He's just kind of a liability in there. But first game, plenty of plenty of time to go. We know he's a great player. We know he's a great mark of the footy, great kick of the footy. He'll get his mojo back when we're all our forward lines set and working well together. He'll be fine. Yeah, I'm definitely sure of that. Uh, Shuey and the Shoemaker, very disappointed in him not getting game time. I only played about the last three minutes of the game of what I saw. Two tackles. And didn't get anything else other than those two tackles. Well, that was good, two good tackles. <laughs> um, yeah, I was really hoping to see him play, but didn't get the game time. So that's unlucky. Hopefully get to see him run out in the Navy Blue this year. I was looking forward to it last year, but didn't get the chance. Um, but... That's the 25. 
Um, played a great game. Um, I think more analysing the game now rather than the player. Sorry, this podcast has gone way too long. Um, we definitely looked looked really good. As I said, out of the middle, really good. Four line pressure, really good. Back line needs improvement. But our tackling pressure was really good. Essendon didn't really get free. And how good was it every time we got to tackle Dylan Shield? <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, I think our young guys looked really good. Um, Ruckman were very solid, especially that cruiser there. Um, came for round one for sure. Um, just have a couple of questions to answer. From my Instagram page. Uh, what are your thoughts on our new, uh, on our new draft days? Um, oh, Walsh was the only one playing. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, yeah, was the only one playing. Um, he had, as I said, he had an amazing game. Really excited to see more. Just a star already. Can't can't get too excited though. Just a JLT game, but he looked very, very good. Uh, here's the question for round one. Um... Look, round one, especially with a few guys out, it's hard to say, but obviously, locks, absolute locks. Cripps, Walsh, Fisher, Murph, Newman, uh, Dow, Setterfield, Ed, Weedering, Simo, Mackay, Phillips, I reckon, is a lock for sure. Gibbons, Charlie, Mitch, I reckon they're the absolute locks. Um, probably some others, I mean, Samo, I reckon, is a lock. Um, but yeah, our team will be pretty solid. I reckon we can knock off Richmond. It'll be a tough ask because Richmond's a bloody good side as much as I hate to say it. We'll take our best to beat them, but I reckon we can do it. Um, so that's that. Sorry, it's been a really long podcast. I really, really appreciate it. You're still listening. We're at about 55 minutes now. I really do appreciate everyone listening into this. It's been a really long game review. I really hope it's been in-depth enough. Um, it should be with this long. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm happy to keep answering questions. If you have any questions about anything Carlton related that you want me to answer on my podcast, just DM me on my Instagram page at CarltonLite. Um, yeah, I'll posting, I'll be uploading again sometime next week, previewing the Collingwood game. But that's it. It was just an amazing game for football to watch. It was really good to be able to watch Carlton games with a smile on my face and not being blown out by 50-plus points. Um, So that was very, very good. And thank you very much for listening. Carlton Elite, out.